As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. Here we are. We've got Bob Mills and Terry Alderton, Alex Lowe and Natalie Sawyer. It's Wolves v Leighton Orient. How exciting, Terry. Nice to be back. Yes, very much. Now I'm a team captain. I can't believe it's amazing. Have you ever been a captain before? No, never in my life. Today is the first time. What Not... about when you had that trawler? Oh, yeah. I had a trawler. <laughs> I did see, you were a sea right. captain. Yeah, forgot. You'd forgotten yeah. about that all those years at sea. Yeah. And Alex? I have never been uh, a captain. I was in the Cubs and the Scouts. I wasn't allowed to be a sixer or a patrol Why leader. weren't you allowed? This well, sounds... I went for one badge, and guess which one it was? The Entertainer. The Entertaining yeah. badge. Entertaining there we are. Well, let's badge. find out if Alex is entertaining on Glory Hunters. <laughs> Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that revels in a bit of fan-on-fan action. Our guests are given the chance to represent the team they've always supported without even having to pass a medical. But who will run rings around the opposition and who will be out of breath come the first break? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. Now this week we're joined by team captain and Southend United Super fan. I'm going to call you a super fan. Okay. Terry Alderton. Hello. Hello, Terry. Welcome back. Thank you, Charlie Baker. Looking forward to Glory Hunters, Tal. I love it. I love this show. Course, looking forward to Christmas. Oh, oh, I love a Christmas. Do you? I love them all. Love <laughs> so I'll get to this one. When yeah. did you start preparing for Christmas, uh, Terry? I think because uh, I have a 12-year-old boy, oh, so yeah. he's still right into it. Uh, we started probably uh, in, in July. 
Oh, nice. No, it's about the end of November. It's generally after my wife's birthday, which is the 20th of November. We usually get start gearing up then. That's when we start. It's my dad's birthday as well. So we have to wait for my dad's birthday to go, and then it's Christmas. Unbelievably. It's a good idea. It's yeah. a good idea. Uh, what's your favourite Christmas song, Terry? Uh, well, I do like a Coventry Carol. I like the old school. Oh, the old school Actually, stuff. Like old How school does the Coventry stuff. Carol go? Was it? Um, <sighs> go on, you're better Sky than Sky Blues. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Hill singing the, sing the carol Coventry Carol. I've met her. Yeah, um, <laughs> very good. I like that. I will say one other thing though. My very dear friend Owen Parker's got a song on uh, Robbie Williams's new album, right. The Christmas Present. Don't plug that. He's doing all right. He's on Robbie no, Williams' no, album. Did he write it or he's playing? Yeah, it he wrote it. Yeah, Home yeah. is called. He's got two on there, but Home is the one that I like the most. He's brilliant. Mm. I mean, Parker. Check out the Parker Band as well. But anyway, he's a big QBR fan. Should have him on the show. Since we last spoke, our yes. South End getting on. That's oh, terrible, mate. It's just still, still rubbish. Have we conceded an average of three goals a game? Well, solo tie that up. Will he's he do? Yeah, well, let's hope he does. Defender, isn't he? Yeah, so he, well, well, I'm sure he will. But give him time, Tom. I'll give him time. I think he's upstairs. It might be the problem. But, do you uh, think that's the problem too, upstairs? Yeah, I do think it's the problem upstairs. Yeah, I think uh, I, I, I think that Ron's taken on too much. Mm. I think he's took on everything. And uh, I mean, I, what do I know? I only know what I hear. But I think you know, we had a great CEO, and he mm. he moved mm. on to Millwall, and since he went off, Steve Cavanagh. It's it, got to yeah, be rubbish. It might, it might be upstairs, it might be the playing stuff, it, it might be the management, or it might be the fact mm. that your ground is less inviting <laughs> than the car park of the council flats down the road. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> I can't believe, do you know that that's the voice of Bob Mills yeah, there, yes. who was obviously an Orient fan, and I think the South End and Orient are the only two teams that have the same... Uh, sort of diss at each other, which is you will support West Ham, you will support West Ham, yes. and they all start going, you will support West Ham, you will support West Ham. What is it about the ground that's particularly oh, it's horrible? I'm sorry, it's horrible. we live yeah, in the it's very not, nice. It's not a nice no? ground, it isn't. No, 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 it's a Ricky no. Hill. It really is. No, not, but no, no, don't get this. It's not like uh, Everton's ground, right. which is oh, it's old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's dirty, no, is, and you literally have to walk up an alleyway to get into the away end. To take a corner, to take a corner, the the players have to run uphill. If I remember right, it is. Oh, uh, no, we haven't, we haven't got a slopey pitch. Oh, exactly. The actual pitch itself is a very nice pitch, actually. Oh, OK, well, there we are. The other voice you did here was Bob Mills. Hello, Bob. I'm sorry, I interjected. Hello, lovely to see you. Playing for Leighton Orient today. Because well, we got through, through to the next round. Yeah, we beat, beat Kelly Maloney in the last one. Kelly Maloney's she Millwall. Millwall, yeah. yeah. Gave them a right spanking. Are you a Christmas man, Bob? I, don't I love Christmas. Do I love you? it. I love it with the veggie. I'll tell you why. Because when I was a kid, Christmas was, was all right. Yeah, it was family. Uh, and then I had about 10 years when I was in London, I was on my own, I didn't really have Christmas. Yeah. I had some miserable Christmases, horrible, okay. miserable. Why was that? Be well, because I didn't know anyone. I was oh. like, living in bedsits. And people you did know went home for Christmas, yeah. and yeah. I didn't, because I lived too far away and didn't have the money. Uh, but then, like, I've been married now 35 years, and every single one of them has been a bump. I'm making stupid, like the kids go, honestly, Dad, we don't. <laughs> That's enough lights. No, nah, you never have enough lights. lights. Never lights. have enough lights. Good luck today on Glory Hunters. I hope you get late in Orient through to the next round, Bob. Well, I then, don't obviously hope. Who am I playing? That's I'm, the big I'm, one. I sit in the middle. That's here. the big question. Well, let's find out, shall we? Leading the opposition is, of course, team captain, broadcasting powerhouse, it says here. <laughs> Natalie Sawyer, of course. Love it. Another Christmas jumper. Another that Christmas could be your Christmas song, Natalie. What's you could that? write it and it could be oh, called right. Another Christmas Jumper. Yeah. And it could be a story told in 12 yes. Christmas Jumpers. Yes. 
And I, that, I could try. I, I don't think I'd be very good at that. Maybe you could do it, though. I maybe think we'll write that for next year's Glory Hunters yes. Christmas special. So I'd like, like that. Get well, any stuff that rhymes with jumper, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 We've all thought of the same one yeah. there, yeah. and we've gone, OK, let's push on. Can you describe this jumper you've got? Oh, it's, 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 it's got a mistletoe on it, and it says it's sealed with a kiss. Ah, lovely. Bit of green and red action, lovely. And then when do you stop wearing them? Boxing Day? Just normal jumper. Yeah, pretty much. Alongside you is actor, comedian and Wolves fan. And that's who you're playing for. It's Yay. Alex Lowe. Hello, Alex. Hello there. Nice to be here. Welcome back to Glory yeah, Hunters. great. You've been on tour, I think, since we last yes, saw yes. you. Yes, yes. I've been up and down the country. I've got uh, like 60 more venues to go after yeah. Christmas. Oh, still, so still little, on the road. It's getting longer and longer and longer, this flipping tour. This is Clinton so, Baptiste. Clinton Baptiste, yeah. So we're going sort of up north. We're now going west to sort of even down as far as Exmouth. We're going everywhere. Not that far down, surely. Yeah, well, normally I like to stay within the M25. <laughs> so 60 more dates after Christmas. Yeah, it's going on and on and on and on to uh, June 2020. Goodness me. Uh, but we've had to say that's it, no more venues. And this is Clinton Baptiste, who you did for 10 minutes in a show. <laughs> yes, yes, 18, 10, years, 18 ago. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like developed now. It's a 65-minute show, and uh, I have a warm-up comedian, and it's all about Clinton making a return. He's a, psych a, a clairvoyant medium psychic. So the scene is set. <laughs> For Leighton Orient v Wolves, a fixture that has cup tie written all over it, although a tough sell for the Sky Sports promo department. We start with a clip of Louis van Gaal when he was manager of Man United, talking about the pressure of managing in the Premier League. We have won more with 4-4-2 in a diamond. But when you analyse the games, then we have twitched our ass on the bench. Do you understand what I mean? Okay. Because I said to my players, I was squeezing my ass, but what was the wrong expression, because then you are doing that. So I have twitched my ass on the bench. <laughs> I still don't know what he's on about. I thought it was something to do with squeaky bum time. Anyway, mm -hmm. this year Van Gaal announced his retirement from football, but can you tell me how many combined trophies and titles he's won throughout his managerial career? It's sealed bids. So the question is, you can discuss it amongst yourselves for one, radio. One between the two of This us. year, Van Gaal announced his retirement from football. But can you tell me how many combined trophies and titles he won throughout his managerial career? Any ideas, Bob? Yeah. He was very, very successful at some of his clubs. So I think it's going to be the high teams. Do you know what? If I'm completely honest, um, my football knowledge of him particularly before he came to Man United, it wasn't great. Right. So I'm going to be a bit rubbish on this. Okay. Uh, although, you know. He was I, very, very successful. I love that. So well, you wouldn't get the United job, would you? Unless you'd won a lot of trophies yeah. somewhere no. else. No, no. Yeah. So I'm going, I'm like, going. Like, well, like, like, like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Gunnar Solskjaer. You know. <laughs> Here we go then. No, so uh, Natalie and Alex playing for Wolves. Um, Do you want to um, hand me sorry, over your answer? Conferring. Conferring. Have you got an answer, Terry? I've given you my answer. This is your answer, is it? I'm going to open the sealed bids. Here are the answers. Uh, Terry and Bob, you said 20. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Natalie and Alex, you said 18. The answer is 20. Oh, Spot oh, on. Way off. 100 
definitely unbelievable. Not way off. Oh, no, no, but what hey, did he win? Do you know what? Listen, seriously, I thought 18, and I thought, but I bet there's a couple of silly little... Yeah, that's what he's And I literally peppered them in. So that means Leighton Orient. You will kick off next as both teams try and convince me that they are the biggest team here today. Plus, Sam Allardyce brings us more words of wisdom from the pundit's chair. I love these players with two feet. <laughs> That's all to come next on Talk Sport. This is the podcast of Glory Hunters from Talk Sport. Right now, it's time for this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. We want each of our guests to tell us why they are the biggest club here today. They're free to employ any reasoning they wish. However, it's not about medals on the table. This is an exercise in winning hearts and minds. Leighton Orient, you won the chance to go first. And so, Bob, your 30 seconds starts now. Let me explain to you how you do radio, how you do wireless. Okay. You do wireless the same way as you do exams in astrophysics and the same way as you do football matches, World Cup final. You prepare, okay? And I did a lot of preparation for this because I knew it was coming. However, all my preparation for this was based on the fact that in all the years I've known Alex, I presumed he was a Watford fan. <laughs> I've never been a Watford so fan. So if you want to know why I think Arsene is bigger than Watford, I could, I could, I could give you a chapter number. However, yeah. I've just found out he's a Wolves fan. Yeah. So what I'm doing is improvising. Oh, great, great there were two teams when I was growing up. There's one, two, two teams that I loved, Chester where I grew up, and then Lake Orient, who I then fell in love with, and two teams that I didn't like, and they were Blackpool and they were Wolves. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because yeah. we play in red shirts, all right? Some teams play in blue shirts. There is no such colour as tangerine Blackpool or as old, old gold, gold Wolverhampton. It's not a colour. End of. <laughs> Very good. Colour, very good. Colour based. Wow. It's not it's a, a colour, no? argument. Not, definitely not a colour. Not a colour. Not even on the Farrow and Ball colour sheet. Not even fired earth <laughs> would spit on you with old gold. OK, that is, and that's why you're going with... Yes. Red is bigger than old gold, is, yes. is your argument. OK, Alex, please tell us why Wolves are bigger than Leighton <coughs> well, Orient. My club, Wolves, obviously a big club. Let's be under no illusions. I don't know a lot about Leighton Orient. I used to live in Leightonstone for many years. I looked them up in a bid to find something to diminish them. And then I read a history of Leighton Orient that I've got to say was actually very moving. I just want to pick out some, some wonderful aspects. Not only were they the oldest London club playing in the Football League after Fulham got promoted in 2007, for anyone who doesn't know, they've had numerous financial crises and the fans, you know this, Bob, mm. have always stuck with them, starting with the 60s with a past-the-bucket collection on the terraces when closure was a virtual certainty. Uh, in 87, a successful local fans campaign reinstated the Leighton part of the club's name. 2017, the Leighton Orient Fans Trust raised 175000 for a regeneration fund to deal with emergency Transition. The First World War, 41 members of the Orient staff joined up with the highest of any football team in the country and they joined en masse into one Gosh, battalion. Yeah. Uh, their final game of that season, 20,000 people came to support them as a result. During the Battle of the Somme, three Orient players gave their lives while many others of the club were injured. Some went back again, thus ending their footballing career. They, uh, to this day, send supporters to the Somme in respect. It's a fantastic community club. As are Wolves, as are Wolves, but ironically in a quiz called Glory Hunters, I would like to say that Leighton's fans and previous generations certainly are not. And in the spirit of Christmas, I'm going to cross no man's land to Bob 
to say, ladies and gentlemen, happy Christmas, as I concede the points to <gasps> Leighton Orient. Wow, this is unprecedented. And, and I will, I will further that by saying, while, while the Leighton Orient players were sacrificing themselves on the sum, I'm sure that the Wolves board was sitting around going, shall we call it burnt copper? No. <laughs> oh, what about, what about old is gold? It he's he's, he's chucked, a, he's chucked a grenade oh, back into no man's land. Did, that's like, his out of order. Alex went all pipes of peace, Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> What a lovely answer it was. What about, what about Rare Almond? <laughs> no, no, I said no, oh, I said no. Old gold it'll be. If you close your eyes, you can't tell the difference between the two sides. <laughs> Time now to incur the wrath of the sporting gods as we enter the round known as... Sporting Heretics. Sporting Heretics, I'm going to invite each member of the panel to share an idea, opinion or thoughts that may challenge the sporting orthodoxy. Previous guests have wanted to abolish half-time, insisted that diving is an art form and argued that cricket is actually the people's game. All things that had the Puritans in uproar. But whilst they continue to protest outside the studio, I'll be awarding goals for radical ingenuity and sacrilegious thought. OK, Terry, you're going to kick us off. Oh. Going to tell us about tennis and how you think you can improve the tennis tiebreak. Well, I, 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 I had a couple, to be honest, for this one this week. I was going to do rugby passing the ball forward, but that would just be, obviously, gridiron, wouldn't it? That would yeah. be American football. And it's I thought, gridiron, WWE, why don't they really wrestle? That would be That'd quite be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be yeah, lovely. Just yeah, proper yeah. wrestling. But then I went, okay. no, no, the tiebreak in tennis can go on, can go on. OK. So I thought, why don't we, uh, after each point, with the we using the measurements of kitchen utensils okay. uh, the racket gets smaller right gets oh, smaller is, and smaller this is lovely uh, but you can't go any smaller than maybe a, a serving spoon or a, or, or a or a ladle you okay. can't, I mean, can't get down a soup spoon that'd be ridiculous no? wouldn't it but i just thought <laughs> teaspoon no brilliant idea yeah that'd get a bit silly yeah. but the racket gets smaller Racket gets smaller. So yeah. when you start off with a racket, you go start in, with and the racket. then a sauce, a frying pan. Well, I don't think we use kitchen. No, kitchen. You, 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 the, the, the size, size, the size. Oh right, I thought you were going to actually no. use <laughs> the kitchen utensils. <laughs> no. no. It's a whole other merch angle that they might whole not have thought of at no, the tennis. Using the size. Oh, of... you've made it sound ridiculous. Let's start this again. The description I will use will be in kitchen utensil measurement, right? So we understand. The smallest the racket can ever get down to is maybe maybe a ladle or a. A serving spoon, but never get down to soup spoon. Oh, I prefer that the idea that it is actual kitchen spoon. utensils. You, you like that? Okay, yeah. can, can yeah. get points for it. I, pref okay. I prefer that. Do you not, Bob? You not? You not? Well, no, I think what you've done there is you've sullied it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alex, can you not see frying pan first? Yeah, I like it. Milk pan, and then of course, here we go. Milk pan. What does a loser use? A wooden spoon. Wooden spoon, lovely. Wooden spoons. Clever. I think it's a lovely idea. That's just my little thing. Brackets get smaller. Out of three goals, I'm going to give you. Uh, two goals, Terry. Thank you very much. Two goals, Thank Terry. You. There we are. Uh, Natalie, you think only goalkeepers should be captains? Yes, because they have the best vantage point mm -hmm. uh, of any player on the pitch and therefore surely should be able to read the game better than anyone else and give the best assessment of a team's performance. It gives them the ability to, to organise their teammates, tell them what they need to do, uh, identify where it might be going wrong, what the threats are of the opposing team 
outfield players are, are too busy, aren't they? They're chasing the ball. They're trying to make the game different. They're trying to change it around. Uh, and why not give the responsibility to the goalkeeper who knows how to handle the pressure, which makes them solid and dependable as a captain. Plus, because they don't do as much running around or tackling, they're going to get injured less. So it means they'll miss fewer games, which means they're a consistent presence in the side and most goalkeepers do stick around at clubs a lot longer yeah. than outfield players so they'll be the ones that know the club far better than most and above all else hopefully that loyalty should be therefore rewarded with the armband. Okay, I'm trying to think look at history and, and see I'm yeah. trying to think of great goalkeeping captains. Well, it doesn't happen very often. Are there any? Have we got any? Yeah, Terry? Terry, Terry, of Dino's course you're a great off. goalkeeper. Dino's off. Got to be. One of the greatest ever goalkeepers and one of the you know, one of the greatest ever captains. Yeah, so. I think, Captain Jurgovic. Yashin certainly captain. Two, yeah. yeah, Yashin definitely. Yeah. Schmeichel yeah. was he captain of Denmark when they won? I think he? he might have been. Maybe, yeah. Yes. Any? The, are there any? The, the guy was captain oh, for a while at Man U. Uh, Lloris is captain of Spurs when yeah. he plays, isn't he? Or is? Yeah. I think he was around though. Because like I was saying, De Gea was also. Uh, he was captain a bit. Yeah. Mm. Do you think it works? I, I don't think it works. It's Natalie. very difficult. Wow. It, from, well, no, I do think. Because I always think the, 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 the keeper is static and in one place, whereas defender, uh, I think the best captains are defenders because they can do what you say and read the whole game, but they're also up and down well, the pitch as well. What you're saying is well, the goalkeeper's got to go to the, the centre back and go. Yeah, tell, yeah. Tell yeah whereas Mickey the defenders not doing very well. running around all at the time. Chinese whistle, one Yeah, it gets diluted by Chinese whistle. I mean, I like the idea of it as a sort of figurehead captain, maybe club captain. You know, when they have that and then team captain. But because um, I love goalkeepers. Well, then it's a heresy. Yeah, Bob. Any any ideas? Well, I think, uh, you see, I thought it was a brilliant idea because I thought that Dino's off straight away. But then, of course, you have the thing of, well, if, if he's not happy with something that's happening up front, yeah. if you're a centre half, you take five step forwards and say, yeah. Oi, come here. Don't do this, blah, 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 blah. Don't say, don't do this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, that's a terrible captain. if you're a goalkeeper, you can't. The problem is, he'll, he'll go out have a go at someone and of course his goal's unprotected yeah, that's, the goal. that's the point if he's got to go and have a chat at the ref yeah. with the referee up the other yeah. end he's got to get you know maybe there could be a to. system of maybe a lampsome tube or something like that <laughs> so that he could ferry notes out <laughs> I don't know a whatsapp yeah. group a wa there you go <laughs> a WhatsApp group. because the keeper's in goal he's got time to send a whatsapp to need it'd be lovely with his gloves on with his gloves on. And every time they stop for VAR, they can check their messages. Check their WhatsApps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Gary G's got to push in the midfield yeah, a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. I mean, that's good. If it involves the WhatsApp group, I think it's a great it's idea. Brilliant. Natalie, I'll give you two goals, Natalie. <laughs> well Very well done. done. Even though they are only being there, they'll have goalkeeper gloves on. Exactly. So they can't tie. Yeah, but they can okay. get those special gloves now. Oh, special gloves. More so merch opportunities. Big time. Mm -hmm. There we are. So Very good. Bob Mills, you have got a plea for more diversity. It's Christmas. Yeah. It's winter. What do we all love at Christmas? It's our favourite Christmas. It's a white Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. White Christmas. We love snow. So I'm happy at this time of year to be called a snowflake. Okay. Oh. I don't care. Uh, social mobility, uh, equality, equal opportunities, diversity. It's all we ever hear from the people who run football. Yeah. Okay. They're weasel words. It's lip service. That's all they're playing. Because there are two words which they then sneak in at the end. They say, we should have more BAME managers. We should have more women managers. We should have more transgender. We should have all these people there. In fact, it shouldn't be about whether you're a man or a woman. It shouldn't be about you're black or black. It should be the best qualified person for the job should be given it. And that's where they stump you.
best qualified? What about people with no qualifications? What about people who've been too busy earning a living to bother to be able to go out and get the badges? What about people who spent thousands and thousands of pounds watching football and therefore their knowledge of it is equal or better like to that. any of these people who've been to, on the courses at Lillyshaw? <laughs> oh, I'm going yeah, yeah. to Lillyshaw. No, I believe that there should be shortlists for managers and football clubs for people who just want to have a go. Lovely, yeah. You can just turn <laughs> up and say, here's my season ticket, I've been coming 37 years, yeah. bang, yeah. and you should be in, yeah. and you should be given yeah. a go. Have you got your yeah. FA Pro licence? I've got my HGV licence. Yeah. You're in. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I've got. I've got a couple of hundred pounds. Stick that in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> who's this, who's yeah. left this money on the table? I, love it. I like the old... And uh, that, that would be diversity. <laughs> And that's that, and as we lead out now, the Charity Shield final. Pep Guardiola <laughs> leading at Manchester City, and alongside him, the Manchester United manager, Stan Rouse <laughs> from Barnsley, yeah. who's nicked a couple of quid on the table. He's a window, he's a window cleaner. Yeah, he's fancied his chances, and God bless them, they've given him a go. And they, they, they go, Have you got your football badges? Yeah, I've got this one. It was on that you get it free with some frosties. My wife sold it on. Because the, the other thing is this let's not beat about the bush. They love to be glamorised. Oh, we have them on talks. Oh, oh, Stan, oh, speak Sam. Oh, 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 look at Gareth, the job he's doing. Let me tell you something. I once went to a symphony and the, the conductor, this is honest truth, the conductor dropped his baton. Yeah. Music just carried on. It's carried on. No problem, yeah, 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 no yeah, problem yeah. at all. Absolutely no problem at all. Nothing changed. Remember the other week when uh, Southampton lost 9 0? Was it 9 0? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought, I reckon I could have kept I it down. I could have done that. Yeah. I reckon yeah, I could have yeah. kept it down to 9. Yeah. Then we are, but then there you go. Uh, Bob, it's out of three. I'm going to give you four goals. Oh, oh no. For that answer is very, very good. Alex, we come to you. Performance of the fans should earn points for the team. I think so. My lad is 16. He's a massive one for an aspect of football that used to occupy me, obsess me at his age. And that is, what are the other team support like? He's full of this sort of, oh, is that all they take away? Oh, how much singing did they do? The crucial questions. That's a disgrace how many they brought to Molyneux, all that sort of stuff. Now, we all know that Wolves have the loudest fans in the Premiership. That is a fact, apparently. It's from a US research called FEB Allegiance. And uh, in August, they, they took the sound check and it, it turned out that the average noise created inside Molyneux hit 85 decibels, just below a Boeing 737 uh, at 90 decibels, uh, and a live rock band at 110 decibels, and that is absolutely true. Yeah, a lot of that, by the way, is people shouting, it's not orange, it's all gone! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I offered you an olive branch earlier, I've never, I've forgotten is that, that. Is that the away kit, olive branch? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> imagine the hysteria... do do that, by the way. The hysteria that, Carry would, on, that would whip up in any stadium if mm. the fans' performance had a direct impact on the actual points mm. that yeah. they earned. I mean, when Delia Smith came out that time and said, Where are you? Where are you? We need a 12th man here. It was only then that it occurred to me she was prepared to give up what we'll call the half-time refreshments, clearly quite fresh, <laughs> uh, to come down and encourage, you know, that maybe that even came from the dressing room as far yeah, as we know. Yeah. That, the, the response from the fans clearly does make a difference. You'd also have, instead of the rather pompous analysis on match of the day, mm -hmm. you'd have kind of, um, you know, you have a, a, a caption that come up with, is that all you take away? And now, Alan, tell me, is this a library? 
You know, or crucial question, Danny, is there a fire drill? Is there a fire drill? You know, the referee. Can you see them sneaking out? Can you see them sneaking out, Danny? You know, the referee could deduct points from really the predictable chance you're not seeing anymore. Do you sit down, shut up? You know, it would raise the temperature, it would raise the playing level, and it would reward the fans who spend their hard earned cash every week. Award points for the fans. Yes. Lovely, lovely it started off as nonsense, but I liked yeah. it when they Very got good. to the half-time show. Uh, and you. after the break, Glenn, we'll be asking you, um, yeah. do they sound like older shots? <laughs> <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here on Glory Hunters, we believe in letting the people have their say... And that's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to be probed by the general public and have absolutely no idea what they'll ask as we play A Question of Sport Time. Can we have our first question, please? I'd like to ask the panel, what do they believe is the greatest what-if in sport. What a lovely question. What do they believe is the greatest what if in sport? Bob Mills. Um, we heard his voice earlier on in this show. 
for people of my generation, people in their 60s, they will always ask the question, what if Cloughy had gone to the interview and behaved himself, not mm. gone to the interview and sat there big head and saying, I, I will be the manager of England because I'm better than anyone you've ever had. And I will first thing I will do, young man, is I will sack you. Mm. I will get rid of you and all of your committee. What if he'd have behaved himself, got the job, I think we'd have won three World Cups. Which ones? I, I think whenever they'd have held them, we'd have just carried on winning them. Yeah. You had me until three World Cups. <laughs> a period of 12, an unprecedented 12-year period yeah. of, of worldwide success. Yes, with the European Championships in between. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give you uh, three goals, Bob. Uh, Terry, the biggest what-if in sports? I think I've got a triple what-if in the one, okay. one answer. I'm going back to 93, mm-hmm. Euro Cup qualifier. Ronald Koeman. Yeah. Ronald Koeman uh, should have been sent off Send for that off, challenge yeah. on David Platt. Okay, yeah. Should have been a penalty, he wasn't. Uh, obviously, the, uh, the German referee, whose name I'm not even going to pronounce, he's Carl, he gave them a free kick and not a penalty, which right. we then blasted into the wall. And yeah. then 10 minutes later, it was Tony Durego, I think, blasted into the wall. Then, of course, they went up the other end. Kuman took a penalty, a free kick, That's sorry. He's gonna he had a free it. kick, didn't he? He's gonna flick it, he said to he, Yeah, he had a free mm. kick, he hit the wall. That's it. He struck the wall, they said, take it again. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, he scores. So, if he'd been kicked out... When he should have been. And, and then, of course, Graham Taylor famously turned around and called, can you thank your friend, the referee, for me getting That's me right. sacked? Yeah. And then, of course, they went on for the next what's-if, because uh, we had to play uh, Santa Mourinho. Yeah. San Mourinho, even. We played San Mourinho, and we won it even though we went down after eight seconds to a computer salesman. Oh, yeah. And then, Stuart of course, Pierce. they went on to beat Poland, and uh, that was the end, of, the that, end of that, wasn't it? So you think without Koeman, if Koeman had been sent off, you think all those other things would have gone right? Yeah, he might not have I think it's too far-fetched, Terry. Too much of a long shot. Too oh. many things have to go right Be for all that to work out and giving you one goal. Oh, that's nice. For turning up. There we are. Alex. Well, if you thought that was a bit convoluted, you wait to this one. Uh, WWE. Oh. We're going to take you to the, the, the world of WWE, yeah. which is a billion-dollar industry. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a stranglehold on our wonderful British culture. In 1988, the British world of sport style wrestling in this country oh, yeah. came to an end. Greg Dyke stopped that, said it was too down market. Yeah. The fact is that there was one person in my research who kept the flag flying for this kind of entertainment, entertainment wrestling. Yeah. Kendo Nagasaki, yes, of course. He had an air of magic about him, mm. and it's a fact that after it came off television, he was still packing them out in town halls. And WCW took the place of the British wrestling on ITV. Oh, yes. So I'm saying that if Kendo Nagasaki hadn't been unmasked in the ring what at if? Wolverhampton Civic Hall by gorgeous George Gillette, his yeah. manager. What if? If he didn't have those red-eye contact lenses and that tattoo on his head, if the mask had been ripped off his head and it was just a normal bloke going, well, yeah, it's all a load of nonsense. Yeah. Or maybe a middle-aged... Lionel Blair wife. underneath there or Lionel something. Lionel Blair <laughs> underneath there. I'm saying that there wouldn't be this multi-billion okay. pound organisation. I'm not going to give you any points, Alex. I mean, it was a lovely answer and I loved remembering the heyday of British wrestling. But you were nodding at me. I know. And joining in all the way But it's a sports quiz and that is sports entertainment. So I'm afraid no points, (laughs) Alex. Natalie Sawyer, what is the biggest, greatest what if in sport? Well, I'm going to take you back to June 26, 1996. I know where we are. I I know exactly where we are. This this was my answer in my head, Natalie. I was waiting for someone to say it. Has there ever been a more painful miss? Mm. Mm. 
I'm talking about a certain Paul Gascoigne oh, at gosh. Euro 96. I don't even want to bring it up, yeah. but I am doing because every time you see it back, you, you think he's going to stick it in. Yeah. That net is going to ripple and we are going to get through to the final. We're going to beat the Czechs. The whole squad are going to end up being knighted. We're going to go on a big renaissance of English football. Probably go on and win a World Cup, not three. Might have been three. three, but let's just go with one World Cup. And that 30 years of hurt, as it was at the time, would have ended. Oh, it's a brilliant answer because I can still picture yes. that, that ball's going in it is. every time you watch it. Three goals, Natalie Sawyer, three goals. Excellent. Can we have our next questioner, please? Hello. I'd like to ask, who would be the panel's alternative sports personality of the year? Who would be the panel's alternative sports personality of the year? Alex Lowe. Yeah, um, I would say the biggest story of this year is possibly VAR. Oh, V-A-R. Yeah. Yes. It's, I'm not a fan of it. I can't stand it. I think that any sport is a human endeavour, has to be judged with all the inaccuracies and double standards of human behaviour. If you want absolute 100% certainty, just go and play FIFA 20. Yes. You know, that is programmed by a computer. It won't get any wrong decisions because it can't. No. It physically can't. So I've chosen this person for his extraordinary predictive skills as to how this abomination would turn out. My personality of the year is the self-styled governor Paul Ince, who in early 2017 spoke up against VAR and he's been proved right. He said, you know, it sucks life out of football. The gap's too long deciding which way the decision will go. It ruins the high intensity. It hasn't got better. The more they've implemented it, it's got worse. Too much start and stop. Fans want to go away from the game discussing decisions. That's no longer there. Uh, It makes referees and VAR decisions more important than the football. Fans want to go ballistic. It goes on and on and on. Takes away players' concentration. Sand around can cause injuries. They cool down quickly. Finally said, if it's not the right decision, who cares? And I don't really care because that's the arbitrary nature of being a human being. And for that reason, for this year, for being proved right, I would like to nominate... Paul Ince. I'm going to give you two goals uh, for your Paul Ince answer. Terry Alderton. We're going to change it right round. It's going to be an, an, an international uh, sports personality. Oh, right, okay. So the winner is, is a Serbian farmer who goes by the name of Vasily Komatoski. Till recently, he's lost his title unbeaten in this sport since it started of face slapping. Oh, I've seen this. Oh, yes, this yeah. is horrible. Face slapping. Yes. And it is the most crazy sport yeah. next to uh, murderable, which is, of course, rugby in wheelchairs. Yeah. That's a crazy sport as well. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was quite amazing. This guy has not a lot of press, but since the sport started, has been undefeated till very recently where he was knocked out. And the rules of the game are basically you either get knocked out with a big mm. slap. You can't defend yourself. You have to take it full on the face. Or you decide that you don't want to continue with the round. They start with the, with crying, the... don't they? They start yeah, crying. They really? stand there and they start crying. Absolutely bonkers. So it's basically, and how long you accept the slaps for? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh you just go. Gosh. Do you know? I don't want any more slaps in the face. Yeah. No, and that's not metaphorically speaking. No. This is this is real. Like, and what's his record? He, what's his record? I think vastly? he's. To be completely honest, I don't know his full record, but oh. I will say I know what he's. What I think has been his his strategy. He he's worn a beard. He's worn oh, a beard. Think that, oh, that really cushions it. So I'm wondering if you wouldn't be allowed to wear a beard, really, but he wears a beard. Nah. Uh, it seems the other people cheat. don't. He's a cheat. I think he's a bit cheaty, isn't he? He's he's a, he, he should have to have He has. He has dragged that sport into the gutter. It's a very respectable sport, <laughs> but, Bob. You know, and... Terry, he, I like dear. I like you bringing in a new sport to Glory Hunters and perhaps a round we could consider in future weeks. Face-slapping. Face-slapping. <laughs> Maybe in the final. Yep. That'll be the tiebreaker. Oh, well. I'm going to give you three goals, Terry. Thanks it was very, very good. Natalie Sawyer... 
Being slightly different with this one. Oh, right. Rather than a personality, I'm going for a team award. All right. And actually, you mentioned them a little bit earlier on. Southampton. Oh, the that Saints. That 9-0 defeat to Leicester. When we think of the Premier League, we always think of the excellence, don't we? The world's best that we're witnessing. But this truly reminded us that even at this elite level, Premier League footballers are just like us. Oh. And they've given us hope. They've uh, given us the thought that it's a bit of a leveller and that... Uh, well, they deserve the recognition for bringing the game back to the people. If they'd lost 10-0, I think we'd have all we'd have loved that. We'd have all loved that, wouldn't we? The 10-0. Double, Double did. We were all mm. waiting for the 10-0. Yeah. But lovely answer, Natalie. I'm going to give you two goals, you. Bob Mills. Uh, very, very quickly, I'd, I'd do away with it altogether. But oh, if okay. you want an alternative sports personality of the year, yeah. the word personality in oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Ben Stokes has got no... Personality, particularly the, the little fellow who drives the cars, he's Lewis, the dullest ditchwater. He really is. <laughs> if you want to give it to a sporting personality, yeah, only, Tyson Fury is the only person that, that we've seen in the last two years in this country who has been at the top of his game for the sport. Mm -hmm. He's the best currently, equal best heavyweight fighter in the, in, in the world. Yeah, he's established that, and also, also the finest personality. He's a superb person. Have you ever seen the man being interviewed? You talk to the man. He's the only person you can say, I'd like to spend an evening with him. I'd like to sit with him with a, with a bowl of soup and just talk to him for three hours. Lovely answer, Bob. I'm going to give you two goals. Terry, you do uh, a lot of very good boxing do impressions. I, I should be able to do. He's a very easy He's one. A, to... It's a hard no, impression, I've, I've Tyson a, Fury. I've, I've seen a kid, an Irish kid, doing brilliantly, and I was going to try and nick that, but I didn't get around to it. It's a hard impression, though, isn't it? Because yeah, it's, it's a sort it's of three, got the Sean sort of three, kind of thing going three on. or four different voices, it's isn't it? It's got that Sean Dicey thing going on, but it's like Mancunian, isn't it? I prefer <laughs> Nigel Benn. Do Nigel Benn. Well, the thing about Nigel Benn is when you do Nigel Benn, what you have to do, you have to get to a point where you run out out of breath because that's what he does when he comes into <laughs> Alex Ferguson is the best manager I've ever had at this level. To be fair, he's the only manager I've had at this level. This is the Glory Hunters podcast in association with Monty Panasar Loft Conversions. Don't get in a spin, but a Velux in. Oh, Monty Panasar! <laughs> Time now, however, for our two team captains to step up to the plate and argue either for or against a motion I propose. Like Switzerland, I remain entirely neutral. The motion up for debate today is this house believes footballers shouldn't have to work over the Christmas period. This house believes footballers shouldn't have to work over the Christmas period. Arguing for that motion is Terry Alderton. Arguing against is Natalie Sawyer. You each have 30 seconds. Natalie, you're going to kick us off. The floor is yours. Well, it's simply unthinkable for us to not have football over Christmas. It's a tradition that is deeply rooted in British football. And let's not forget, footballers will have all the time in the world to enjoy Christmas when they retire. They have a short career, so why not make the most of it? It is a job they have chosen to do. They have chosen to play here. They know the score. Football over Christmas in England, in Britain, is a unique part of our game. In the early part of the 20th century, football was played on Christmas Day, but with the 25th of December becoming a popular family day, that was then moved to Boxing Day. And there it has stayed, and the demand to see football over Christmas has not waned. And let's not forget, it is often a time that a football club benefits from a full house, with the bank holiday helping to garner bumper attendances. It is the highlight in the calendar for many fans to watch their team on Boxing Day. Taking that away from the fan is 
is further showing football is not about the supporter. And footballers could have it worse. If you're that upset that you have to play on Boxing Day or around Christmas, then spare a thought for the NBA, mm. who have to play on Christmas Day since its inception in 1946. There we are, lovely answer, very good. Now, Terry, do you want to respond, please, well, to Natalie Sawyer? I totally agree with a lot with, of that with Natalie. Oh, and, uh, and it is end in, of round. End of round. <laughs> no, there was a lot I do agree with it. I do agree with it. And, and from the selfish point of view, I, I, I do agree, you know, because it is a part of tradition at Christmas, Boxing Day, etc., New Year's Day. But what we have to take into to account here is the lower leagues. Now, it's not so bad if you're in the higher leagues, you know, you, you have a morning with Christmas with your family. Next, you know, you're on, a, you're on a jet somewhere with all your mates having fun. Let's assume you're playing for Doncaster or Burton yeah. and you've got to get on the coach up to stay at Doncaster, which is no, not having to go at Doncaster. But you know, you like you are, but carry on. No, I'm not. I'm going to yeah. say this. You go to Doncaster on a wet boxing day or probably yeah. Christmas night and you Lovely. get there, which is fine. Doncaster's a nice place. But then you're in a little travel lodge somewhere. Not as exciting wow. as what the Premier League people will be going through. So that's one thing. The other thing is I'm sure, as we, we saw yesterday, a lot of injuries yesterday in the football. Mm, yeah. I wonder if any of those were real injuries because they're uh, going to get their wives going, listen, you're going to have to take time off here. But here's my point. Here is my complete point. I mean, that's controversial, I know, but here is my point. <laughs> Even though I agree with Nat here all the way the here. It's the staff that work at the football club ah, as well. Ah, now we're at it. Now you've got your grounds people. You've got your, see, I said grounds people. Yeah. You've got your grounds people got to be in. You've got all the staff have got to be in. Yeah. There's going to probably have to be in someone, obviously, in, on Christmas Day to get the game ready if they're yeah. playing at home. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's my point that I think maybe for the good of that side of things, we should shut down for Christmas. But having said that, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> Terry Alderton completely arguing against himself there and arguing for Natalie Sawyer. In many ways, you argue, argued Natalie's point better than she did. <laughs> no, Natalie, you had an excellent answer. And I, I don't even want to look at you. I 100% agree with Natalie, but also... Nurses have to work on yes, exactly. Christmas and Boxing yeah. Day. Lots of people have to work on Boxing Day True. and Christmas. Footballers, it's just part of being a footballer. Yeah. I take your point about the, the ground staff. Everybody likes to work a little bit over Christmas, don't they? Everybody's there enjoying oh, the match. It's, it's good. It's Christmas football ridiculous. is the Terry, best football. Well, it's the best football. The <laughs> no, not necessarily. And there we no, are. What's going to cost me is saying that Doncaster's not a nice place. <laughs> Here we are. Terry Alderson, live in Doncaster. Yeah. <laughs> I love Donny. Don't Many Donny. tickets. Many what, tickets what still available. Saying? There we are. Listen, I went for them because they beat us 7 1 the other week. That's oh, why. Right. Okay, well, there we are. Uh, Natalie, you get the points. Well done. Two goals, which we're, takes you to 19, which makes it Wolves 19, Leighton Orient 20. Oh, there we are. How still nice. A point, still a point up, Bob. He's shaking his head. Now, Terry, you've had sort of three different versions of your stand-up, haven't you? You you started out as a very much a traditional, a tri traditional yeah. impression yeah. sort of guy. Yes, I did. I did. I used to work what they called. I, used to, I was talking about this actually yesterday. I started out, which was the, the old mainstream circuit, the old Butlins kind of thing. Yeah. And then you would go and do pubs, and you do. A, Talent competitions yeah. in pubs yeah, and yeah, yeah. old working men's clubs and all that, and I have been paid off. You know, you know, I've literally been in the place. We got bingo soon, so can you get off? You know, and then I, I fell across what was then the alternative comedy scene, yeah. and then I started playing that where I'd have like alternative comics going to be you're a bit mainstream, and then the mainstream comedians going you're a bit alternative, aren't oh, you? Cool. So. Oh, right. 
anyway, and you just end up doing your just own thing. Do, anyway. do my thing. Don't listen to anyone. Do your own no, thing. No, do my own thing. And then, and then through different things happened, and now I am where I'm at, which is completely the other way from how yeah. I started, which is completely not. Uh, you know, I love your impressions. I always ask you to do your impressions. Mm. I've seen you do something where you do David Attenborough, yes, and it turns into yes. someone else. Can well, you, the thing can you do about that for David us? is he's so slow these days. But if you make him angry and you give him some fireworks and put him on the shire, <laughs> he turns into McLennan. <laughs> and then goes very, very back good. to David. <laughs> Who's like, your favourite impression to do? Well, I like looking at impressions and then doing how people used to do them and how I think they should have been done. But, oh, you know, so you have, oh, having a spot of trouble there. Oh, I like that one. But he wasn't so much that, was he? he was I've more, got a bit of trouble. Do you see, he wasn't. <laughs> no. he, was, he was a bit cockney and a little bit camp. So he's, oh, good night, Daddy. See, that is spot on, Terry. And like in the old days, I used to like doing the, doing the bill. So if I was on a bill of comics, I would end up at the end. I'd go doing, and them, all. Then yeah. doing them all. Oh, fantastic. But what I used to like is seeing the comics off. So like, you know, you see Lee Evans off stage to Lee Evans on stage yeah. and that kind of thing. So right on stage, you'd be like, yeah, right, yeah. But off, you'd be like, oh, so have I been on yet? Wouldn't you? Come <laughs> in and go, have I been on yet? you go, no, you're not. You've just walked in. So if you talk to Joe, right, Pasquale, Joe talks like this in real life. Says, but when he goes on stage, he does all this stuff, right? But in real life, this is how Joe talks in real life. He swears a lot as well, but he can't do that on the radio. Do you know what I mean, love? So so it's really weird when you talk to people with their friends, right? It's how they talk normally. And then they go and stitch it and say, I've got something that we get on your nerves. So it's interesting that when you do impressions, I like doing people when they're not on stage, like in, a, in, a, in their real life. For Burnley to win, they're going to have to score. So in the dying moments of the game, we move now into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. It is currently Wolves 19, Leighton Orient 20. Losing side goes first, that is Wolves. Natalie, Alex, I'm going to list a series of football tournaments that no longer exist. <laughs> All you've got to do is tell me which are true and which are false. Okay. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. Are we ready? Yes. Your time starts now. The Tenant Sixes. True. It is true. The St. Mungo Cup. True. True. The National Express Trophy. False. false. It is false. The Anglo-Franco-Scottish Friendship Cup. True. True. Oh. The Football League Stewards Trophy. False. It is false. The Dubonnet Cup. True. It is true. The Bovril Cup. False. It is false. Mm. Masters Football. True. It is true. The Texaco Cup. True. It is true. The Ball Boys Alliance Trophy. False. It is false. The Southern Professional Floodlit Cup. True. It is true. The Super Cup. True. It is true. The British Beach Football Trophy. True. False. The Woolworth Summer Challenge Cup. False. It's false. The Inner Cities Fairs Trophy. True. It is true. The Cromwell Cup. True. It is true. The Summer Isle Trophy. False. It's false. The Coronation Cup. True. It's true. Absolutely Alex, smashed it there. Fire. So at the end of that round, you scored 17. You only got one wrong. That was absolutely excellent. Nearly Bob Mills Gladiators standard. And that takes you to a final score of 36 goals. Leighton Orient, you're currently on 20. You need 16 to draw, 17 to win. I am going to translate the names of a number of foreign players and managers into English. I need you to tell me which are true and which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. I have twisted my ass on the bench. <laughs> do you understand what you've got to do? Yeah. Yeah? 
Your time starts now. Pep Guardiola, Joseph Piggybank. False. It's true. Juan Mata, John Bush. True. It's true. Maurizio Pochettino, Morris Pocketwatch. True. It's false. Louis Boamorte, Louis Goodeff. Yes, true. It's true. Sergio Aguero, Sergeant Colander. False. It is false. Ica Casillas, Alan Weathercock. True. It's false. Bastian Schweinsteiger, Bastian Pig Farmer. True. It's true. Nuno Espirito Santo, Nuno Holy Ghost. True. true. It's true. Dejan Lovren, Derek Plantpot. False. It's false. Jordi Alba, George Sunrise. True. It's true. Vincent Del Bosque, Vincent of the Forest. True. It's true. Olivier Giroud, Olivier Dorbel. True. It's false. Pepe Reina, Joseph Queen. True. True. It's true. Sergio Ramos, Sergeant Bouquet. False. It's true. David De Gea, David the Great. True. False. Frank De Boer, Frank the Farmer. True. It's true. Luca Modric, Port Blue. True. It's true. Hugo Lloris. I have switched my ass on the bench. Hugo Lloris, Hugo Fairground. True. It's false. Yeah. <laughs> Hugo Fairground. I don't know. It was a rubbish, oh. rubbish thing to give us, wasn't it? It was, was rubbish, Bobby. Well, at the end of that round, she scored 11, which takes you oh, to 31, which means the final scores are Leighton Orient 31, Wolves 36. Oh, there we are. Alex, well you are through to the next round. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Leighton Orient, what Enjoy. positives can you take from that result, Terry? Well, I'm a South End fan, so it's all good. Leighton <laughs> 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 Orient out the cup, Bobby. Are you uh, disappointed? I'm sure no, you'll be, I think we sure did, be uh, back as a captain. You know, I think there are, there are no defeats. No there are only games that you don't win. Yeah. <laughs> okay, beautiful. That's it. Any positive messages for the fans, Natalie? We, we clawed it back, we hung on until the end, and then we routed them. Lovely, can't wait. Hopefully <laughs> I can come back, it's another 20 quid. And we are. So, to our winners, we say... Yes! Yes! It's a goal! It's a goal! And for the losers... Oh, it was, I just thought it was a, just, a, just a jumble of junk. You know, they've got to get a grip of this guy, you know, because he just seems to be out of control to me. My thanks to Natalie, Terry, Bob and Alex. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. There it is, over for another week. There we are, Bob. Terry, where did it all go wrong? Well, as I said, you know, many occasions, uh, Southend can never really come together with us. Where did it all go wrong? That's where it went wrong. Wind it back and listen to Terry trying to destroy our argument about playing on Christmas Day. That's where it all went wrong. I threw it, I threw it for the Southend fans, that's what I did. And Alex Wolves through to the next round, exciting. Yeah, well, you know, that's the story of our season in all competitions, isn't it? So it might as well be this one as well. Hanging on in there. Hanging on in there. Coming in. Bang. Mm, very much. Oh, yeah, I suppose so with the final one. Lovely, yeah, the final. Exactly. The there final. we are. Well, yes. thank you very much for listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. Do rate and review and subscribe and we'll see you next week. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.